Holy Spirit is just awesome. I just, I stand in awe of God and what God has, what God does and how he orchestrates everything. He's got every, he, like, we worry and we worry and we worry. And God has, this isn't part of this, I don't know, we'll, we'll get there in a second. Um, but he, we worry about everything and God just already has it ordered. And we don't know why things happen or where we're going. Sometimes I don't ever know where I'm going. But God does. And he gets us through it. So today's sermon title is Refreshment. All right, Refreshment. How many of you like refreshments? I should have brought some in, then I thought I was kind of like copying off of Pastor TJ's brother. You remember he had the whole bag of stuff? I was like, I don't know if I could do that or not. But I'm just going to talk about refreshments and make you guys all real hungry before we go. All right? So, but refreshments are the best part of everything, right? How many of you like going to ball games? Anybody here like going to ball games? All right. I like ball games. I take my kids with me sometimes. Because they're expensive. So we went to a baseball game. And we, we went, it was the Cubs versus Reds. Which I know there's a lot of Cardinals fans in here. And I, I'll be praying for you. Um, but the Cubs were bad. And the Reds were bad. Imagine that. So the tickets were like five bucks. But I knew when I got to the game, I was going to spend a lot more than five dollars. Right? It was going to be 25 because there's, you know, five. And then you buy them online. Never mind. No, but... We spent the double on refreshments, right? Because you go to the ball game, what do you got to get? What's your favorite thing to get at a ball game? The popcorn, the hot dogs. Can I come down here? I'm sorry. I like to walk around a little bit, all right? And you can tell when I wander off my notes because I begin to wander. But I'll get back, all right? So we went to the ball game and we got the popcorn and we got the pretzel. And if you go to a baseball game, you have to have a hot dog. And there's one condiment that does not belong on a hot dog. Ketchup. Ketchup. No ketchup on a hot dog, all right? See, you can tell I'm a Chicago fan. Because at Chicago games, they don't even have ketchup out. No. Because it doesn't belong on a hot dog. Look, I've already divided the church. I've been here for five minutes and I've divided the church. All right, we got the pizza. What else did we get, Jackson? Do you remember? It was like $75 in food, though, you know, because, but you got to when you go to the ball game. All right, what's the best part of going to the movies? The movie popcorn. Like, I have one of them worldly pops. You guys, you ever had one of those? If you don't have one of those, get one of those because it's the closest thing I've ever had to movie popcorn. All right, you got to keep it going. It takes like three minutes. All right, but it's still not movie popcorn. It's not movie theater popcorn. See, refreshments are important. How many of you have ever been to a meeting? Just, just me? Okay. How many of you don't like meetings? All right. How many of you like meetings more when they say we have food at the meeting? Right? Because refreshments are important. They're, they're good. And so I want to talk about three stories today. Two from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. And I'm going to go quick... I'm going to compare and contrast them. I feel like I'm in class and I'm given one of those upper level questions. All right, so we're going to compare and contrast these three stories. The first one I want to talk about, and I swear that God had ordained everything today. Because I'm like everything that ever, Sula, the worship, everything has been talked about. All right, so before I get started, I do want to pray. 
And I just want to ask God that he anoints this, this message, and I want him to be with our, um, those who are on the mission trip. I want to pray for them real quick. Um, I got a little personal stake in it because Miss Carrie is there. And I'm a little worried, you know, I said, when, when, when she's got, like, because we all know that she's the better half, right? Like, we get it. Like, they would ask her if she was here, and they're like, oh, we'll just ask him, because he's left. All right. I always use the example of the movie Twins. I'd like, some of you, if you're under 30, you won't get this. It's okay. There was a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Danny DeVito carries Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Danny DeVito. And I get that. All right, I, 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 like, I just I accept my role. I get it. So, but I want to, I want to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. Lord, we do stand in all of you. Lord, I ask that you anoint this message. That you just that you your words come out, that you move me out of the way, and that your words come through here. Lord, anoint our ears and our hearts. Let, the, let us lay these on our hearts today, that we remember this. Lord, we ask that you be with everybody down in Guatemala. I don't remember all who went, but I ask you just begin to touch them, that you bless them, that your presence goes with them wherever they are, that they leave your presence behind, Lord, that whoever they touch is blessed by you. Whoever they uh, uh, minister to, Lord, that they are blessed by you and that you put your hedge of protection around them, Lord, and that you keep them safe, Lord, but you also let them just speak boldly in your word. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so the three stories I want to, and this will be a brief overview, okay? The Israelites, right? It's amazing. I was going to talk about the Israelites, Right, I will say one thing else, one thing else. Before, usually Miss Carrie is in here, and she can tell me to slow down, to, like, speak up. or to, So, if I get too loud, too quiet, or too fast, let me know. All right? Just, like, give me, like, you guys ever watch Forrest Gump? When he's running, when he's running the football, and they have to put the sign up that says stop. <laughs> I need one of those. So, in the first 10 minutes, I have compared myself to Forrest Gump and Dana Vito. Okay, all right, here we go. The Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness, right? But every time they went out, they were guided, either by the pillar of fire or the cloud. 40 years in the wilderness. I saw a meme the other day. You know how, you know how long it would take to walk from where they started? To Jerusalem, nine days, 40 years, but they were guided. The worst navigator in history. Okay, so 40 years. The second story is one of my favorites. It's about Elijah. Now, it's not Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 19, because that's my actual favorite. In the whirlwind, I'll tell a camp story here. We were, we were teaching at camp. And we had like 75 kids quiet for two minutes. It was awesome. Amazing. Because they were listening for the, for, the, for the word of God. Like Elijah was. But in 1 Kings chapter 17. I hit the button. No, no. I, I hit this button down here. That's what it, I, I hit the off button. All right. So. I thought, man, that was quick. First Kings chapter 17, he goes and tells Ahab, it's not going to rain for three years. 
there's going to be a drought for three years. And then he goes, and, he, and, and, and God leads him to a brook that dries up. All right? But God led him into the wilderness, into the desert, into the dry places. The third one I want to talk about is Jesus. In the, in the, in the New Testament, Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 12. So right before that, let me give you there. He is baptized. And he comes up, and then in verse 12 it says, the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. So my point number one is, there will be wilderness times. There will be dry times. There will be desolate times. There will be dry times, and there will be times that you're led there by God. You might be exactly where you're supposed to be, but you don't understand why. All right? And I don't know why we go through these times. Um, I'm going to talk I, I wanna, a little personal here. Last year, I coached baseball for the first time. I hadn't coached in a few years. I've coached like a Boca. That's like I give one day a week and then a Saturday. I can do that. I've never coached a varsity sport, though. And I didn't realize how much time it was going to take. And I didn't realize how, how, how far I was going to be pulled apart. Because I had people talking to me that had never talked to me before when I, before I got that varsity job. Everybody wanted to talk. And it took time. I talked to my mom yesterday, and she said, um, she's like, man, you play like three games a week. Because she was writing down my schedule. I was like, I know, it's It's busy. And I didn't realize it. I didn't know what it was going to do to me. And I went through a really rough time last year. I went through a really dry season. And it was hard. And, and one of the things that happened was I missed VBS. I, missed, I haven't missed a VBS I think like eight or nine years. Now, once again, I don't do a whole lot. I'm just there. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Usually I just show up, I'm like, Carrie, what am I doing today? She's like, here you go. We, okay, so we work a little differently. Like, she plans everything, and I just kind of show up. And I, like, I kind of, like, she's like, because she, she knows what I can do. So she's like, here you go. And I'm like, all right, I can do this. So it's a little, we're, we're a little bit different than that, but I, I couldn't do it this year. Because you can't give what you don't have. And it was rough. And it was a wilderness season. It was a dry season. And I couldn't hear God's voice. I didn't want to come to church. I didn't want to read my Bible. I didn't want to pray. So we've got to realize that there are going to be wilderness times. And what we do in those wilderness times are important. And something that we can remember, I don't know where you are. Maybe you're on the mountaintop, and I hope you are. But if you're in the wilderness, what we can remember is that sometimes when you're in the desolate place, when you're in the wilderness, it's quiet. And we can listen, and we can remember who we need to focus on. So if you're in a wilderness time, remember, it, you may be led there for a, for a season and for a reason. So point number two is God will provide refreshment. Jeremiah 31, 25 says this. So I will satisfy the weary soul 
and every languishing soul I will replenish. See, here's the thing. We may be out there. We may be lost. We may be in a dry season. It may be hard. This is God talking. God will, will satisfy the weary soul. In the New Testament, it says like this, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled, right? That's, a, that's what that. And so God wants to provide refreshment. And he wants to, man, that word languish, that's a tough word, right? I don't know if you've ever been there, languishing. But he wants to replenish every languishing soul. Isaiah 44.3 says this. If, you're in a, man, if you are in a dry season, if you're in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a desolate place, you're in year two and a half of Elijah when, he called, when God had the three-year drought. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. If you are in an area and you need water, God will pour that out to you. Um, in those three stories again, the Israelites, where did they get their water from? From the rock, right? Now, I got a really cool story. On, okay, I got okay. Someone told me this one time. And the, the, did you, the three things are represented. So you have Jesus is the rock. The staff is the cross, and the water is the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. I love that. I love that. So Israelites, they get their water from the rock. Anybody remember where Elijah got fed from? It's, I'm kind of like, this is what I do in my class. I just ask questions. Is that all right if we do that? Look, I know it's like not a normal Sunday morning in here. Does anybody remember what fed Elijah, the ravens, right? And I talked about the brook earlier, and it dried up. <laughs> There's like three times that ravens are mentioned in the Bible. Anybody remember the other two? The first one is in Genesis, and Noah lets a raven out, and the raven doesn't come back. It's not very dependable. <laughs> Couldn't find its way back. Even though I did read an article that they, if you wrong a raven, it will remember it. I don't like... That was, that was like the, that was weird. All right. But I guess they're not very dependable. And the second time it talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, it says ravens neither like store up, but God keep or store up, but God still feeds them. See, sometimes we may, God may bring someone who's not reliable into our lives. I don't know who that word is for. Uh, good. So, but, uh, sorry. That was not in my notes. I don't know where that. But the ravens, they come and they feed him. All right, and even when the brook dries up, he meets this widow who had just a little bit of oil and water and flour left. He's like, as long as it doesn't rain, you're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. You feed me first and we'll be good. Oh, that, there's probably something in that too. And then the third one, Jesus in the wilderness, right? Jesus goes out. He is, once again, we're in the 40 days. He's in there for 40 days, and he's being tempted by Satan, and then the angels come, and they feed him. See, here's the thing. If you're out in the middle of the desert, there can be refreshment. You might know what an oasis is. 
I was looking up oases, oases, oasises, oases. I think it's it's O A S E. Okay, all right, yeah, oases. And do you know they can be like five hundred miles from the river it comes from, hundreds of miles away, and the way that the earth is designed, and there's there's underwater rivers, it can force water up to the surface hundreds of miles away. See, you may be hundreds of miles in your desert, in your desolate place, in your wilderness, but God is there providing for you. Sometimes we have to make it ourselves. Sometimes we got to dig a little deeper. Sorry. Um, um, I do teach kids, like sometimes Disney songs come in. If you get, anybody get that reference? Dig a little deeper. All right, Princess and the Frog up here. All right, so if you're over the 40 crowd and you don't have grandkids or kids, then you wouldn't watch that movie. All right, so. But we got to know that God is there and he can provide for us. All right, he's, all, uh, I, he's always there. So point number three, three steps to find refreshment. And I swear, like, I could just have you guys come back up and, like, just give this message because you guys all. And number one, the most important thing is praise. We got to praise him. We got to worship him. Even when we don't feel like it. You guys ever heard of that? I remember singing the song, we bring like the sacrifice of praise. And I didn't get it until I was in one of those dry seasons. And I didn't want to lift my hands. And I didn't want to sing. I wanted to grumble. I wanted to be mad. But we give that sacrifice of praise. In Psalm chapter 63, verse 1, it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. See, we have, to, we have to keep seeking him even though we don't want to. we got to keep praising him. In verse 2 it says this, So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. See, here's the thing. We have to always keep seeking. We always have to keep, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. Even if you don't feel like you want to be here. Be here. Right? Because if you don't have to give, maybe someone else does. Verse 3, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. See, it's, it's easy sometimes to get lost in our wilderness and we forget to praise. We forget the oil of praise. And, and, and so once we do that, we kind of lose. I, uh, Carrie sh- shared a meme the other day about when you, when you take off the belt of truth, the righteousness begins to, to seek the breastplate of righteousness, begins to move a little bit. All right? The shield of faith, if we don't praise him, if we don't put our oil on that faith every day, that begins to dry out. And we can't block the fiery darts that are coming at us. So we have to be careful. We have to remember to always praise him and seek him. All right, the second thing is, now, I'm going to say a word that kind of has, like we have, here in the West, we have a bad connotation of it. Okay? And so, meditate. The second thing we have to do is meditate. And And every time I say this in kids' class, what's the first thing they do? That's exactly right. Man, you guys, uh, that was That was perfect. And what was the first thing you guys thought of? <laughs> See, you guys aren't that much different. You guys are just a little bit longer. A little less hair. Sorry, Brad. Um,
I turned it off again. Jody, like, I'm the worst, like, the sound man back there, he's got his work cut out for him. Because I was teaching on Wednesday night, I bet I did it five times. And my, my finger just hits it, and it, it right, I'm going to put a little piece of tape over it next time. That's what I'm going to do. So. But med- I forgot where I was. I had to get, meditate. See, let's go to Psalm 119, verse 15 and 16. Verse 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. Verse 16 says, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Psalm 119 again, verse 97. So it's 15 and 16. 119, 97 says this. And this, this has exclamation points, so I'm going to say this. Oh, how I love your law. Does anybody here love law? This is, this like, this is me because I'm a rules guy. Now, if I'm playing like a sport, sometimes I'll, I'll maybe, okay, I'm competitive as well. But like if a rule's not called or if a play's not called, if it's called wrong, I'll complain. Because I love, I, I love, like if there's, a, give me a rule. And I won't break it. I'm like, I, I want to know what I'm supposed to do. And here it says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. My son, Abram, he's not in here, so I can talk about him. He's also, like, he's a rules guy. Like, if I give him a rule, it's to the letter of the law. He said, but you said this. And I said, I don't know, but there's a little gray there, son. You got to give me some gray. And, and, and dad may have forgot what he said five minutes ago. Don't do that. He's like, you said that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? All right, so we would love to meditate. And what that means is that you think about it. You ponder it. I like the way Deuteronomy chapter 6 puts it. And I did not give this to them. I'm sorry. This came to me during worship. So I apologize. Deuteronomy chapter 6 says this, this is the command, the statutes and ordinance the Lord your God has instructed me to teach you. This is Moses talking. So that you may follow them in the land you are about to enter and possess. Do this so that you may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life by keeping all his statutes statutes and commands I am giving you, your son and your grandson, and so that you may have a long life. Listen, Israel, and be careful to follow them so that you may prosper and multiply, multiply greatly because the Lord... The God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. See, we're supposed to put them in here, and we're supposed to think about them all the time. We're supposed to meditate them, uh, meditate on them. We're supposed to think about them on purpose, for purpose, and with a purpose. We want to think about these things all the time, and we want to put them in our heart. And, and this is why we do it, and this is verse 7, okay? So repeat them to your children, because I guarantee you that your children are hearing something different than what the Bible says. They are on the front lines, and they are being attacked from every which direction. It is our job to protect them. It is our job to speak words of life into them. 
And so we're to put these in our heart. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. We need to meditate on God's word. We need to meditate on his law so we know, we know, we know what to do. This world is going to tell you something different, and it's definitely going to tell your kids something different. And if you don't inculcate them, which means you just protect them, you just, you just let them hear the word. And they may not get it right away. And they may even take a season where they go away. But you've spoken into their word, into their heart. And they're going to come back. So speak it into them. Even when they don't want to hear it anymore. Speak it into them. The last thing. And the, the praise team, you guys can... Back up if the third thing is obedience. Obedience slash repentance. So in all the stories I shared, they were led. But sometimes we go there on our own. Sometimes we can begin to make some decisions. We begin to make some compromises. We begin to do little things here and there. And we build those old wildernesses. So I wasn't going to get out of this whole service without doing a C.S. Lewis reference. But it switched on me. I was going to do a story about refreshment with Lucy reading it in the, um, uh, uh, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. If you've never read that, I'm sorry. saying. I was, see, look, C.S. Lewis is one of the best apologetics of all time who explains the Christian, uh, the Christian faith. And he said one time, sometimes it's easier to say it in a fairy tale. But in the last battle, or final battle, I always get those confused. There's these dwarves, and they're in a barn. But they're actually in Narnia. And Aslan, which is Jesus, and he's there and he wants to he wants to feed them he wants to bring them refreshment and it's just the most beautiful food you've ever seen right food fit for a king I'm not going to give him the, the junk stuff right and the doors they begin to eat it and they begin oh it, this is thistles this is hay stuff they find in a barn See, sometimes God wants to give us stuff, and we don't want to take it. So I'm going to close with this, that obedience. The Israelites, Elijah, Jesus were obedient. But if you find yourself in a wilderness time because something, some choices that you've made, I want to encourage you with this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I like that verse. The it talks about how it would like go into the into the clouds, like the the, the stadium. See, people are people are cheering you on as you run your race. 
as you try to stay obedient, as you try to praise, people are cheering you on. And if you've ever ran cross country, you know the last like 100 meters when everybody's cheering you on and you get that little extra burst, remember that. And the second one says, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. The Greek word here, the sin that so easily entangles us, talks about us getting comfortable. See, when I come home from work, I like to do something. Do the dishes, like fold some laundry. Jackson said play video games sometimes. But I want to do some work because if I don't and I come home from work, what I will do is I will sit down in my recliner and I will prop my feet up and I will put a blanket on and I will fall asleep because we get comfortable. See, in the story of the Israelites, you know that two and a half, two and a half of the tribes stayed in the wilderness they didn't go into the promised land. They said, we like this land. We want to stay here. They got comfortable. See, there's danger in being comfortable. It's okay to be refreshed, but don't get comfortable. And so this verse says, let us lay aside. Actually, it says, let us throw off every weight. And sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Second Chronicles 7.14 says this, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. We need that. And the word that kept coming to me during worship was wake up. Wake up. Don't slumber. Don't get comfortable. God is doing something amazing in this country. His voice is being heard. They ran a Jesus ad during the Super Bowl. You may not have agreed with the ad, but it's still proclaiming Jesus, wasn't it? Something's happening. Something's happening in this church. All right. And if I want to end with the best part. If you feel distant from God, know that he is right there with us, always. Psalm 23, 6 says this, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See? Even in 2 Chronicles, you don't have to do anything but this. I'll do it better this way. 
and he's right here. He's always with us. He's always near us. So here's what I want to do today. As, 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 the, as the worship team plays, if you're, in a, if you're in a place where you're in a dry place and you need some refreshment, the altars are going to be open for you. And there'll be people who want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for this word. Lord, I ask you to to speak to hearts. Lord, if there's someone in here who doesn't know you, but has known you before and has turned away, Lord, let them turn back to you right now. Let them be comforted by these words. That you are near them. That you are always with them. And that you have called them out. That you died for them. And that you love them. Lord, if there's someone here who is in a dry season, that you just begin to refresh them. Lord, that they that they relearn the praise. That they give you the, the sacrifice of praise. That they get back into your word. That they dig into your word. And that they think about your word. And they meditate on your word. And Lord, always let us to be obedient. Lord, if we begin to stray, let us repent and let us run the race and keep our eyes on the author and finisher and perfecter of our faith.